Chapter Twenty Five of The Last Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Vendetti, MikeVendetti.com. The Last Trail by Zane Gray. Chapter Twenty Five. A year rolled round. Once again, Indian summer veiled the golden fields and forests in a soft, smoky haze. Once more, from the opal blue sky of autumn nights, shone the great white stars, and nature seemed wrapped in a melancholy hush. November the third was the anniversary of a memorable event on the frontier, the marriage of the younger borderman. Colonel Zane gave it the name of Independence Day, and arranged a holiday, a feast and dance, where all the settlement might meet in joyful thankfulness for the first year of freedom on the border. With the wiping out of Leggett's fierce band, the yoke of the renegades and outlaws was thrown off forever. Simon Gertie migrated to Canada and lived with a few Indians who remained true to him. His confederates slowly sank into oblivion. The Shawnee tribe sullenly retreated westward, far into the interior of Ohio. The Delawares buried the war hatchet and smoked the pipe of peace. They had ever before refused. For them, the dark, mysterious fatal wind had ceased to moan among the trails or sigh through treetops over lonely indian campfires the beautiful ohio valley had been wrested from the savages and from those parasites who for years had hung around the necks of the red men this day was the happiest of colonel zane's life the task he had set himself and which he had hardly ever hoped to see completed was ended the west had been won what Boone achieved in Kentucky, he had accomplished in Ohio and West Virginia. The feast was spread on the colonel's lawn. Every man, woman, and child in the settlement was there. Isaac Zane, with his Indian wife and child, had come from the far-off Huron town. Pioneers from Yellow Creek and eastward to Fort Pitt attended. The spirit of the occasion manifested itself in such joyousness as had never before been experienced in Fort Henry. The great feast was equal to the event. Choice cuts of beef and venison, savory viands, wonderful loaves of bread and great plump pies, sweet cider and old wine, delighted the merry party. Friends, neighbors, dear ones, said Colonel Zane, my heart is almost too full for speech. This occasion, commemorating the day of our freedom on the border, is the beginning of the reward for stern labor, hardship, silenced hearths of long, relentless years. I did not think I'd live to see it. The seed we have sown has taken root. In years to come, perhaps, the great people will grow up on these farms we call our homes, and, as we hope, those coming afterward will remember us. We should stop a moment to think of the heroes who have gone before Many there are whose names will never be written on the roll of fame, whose graves will be unmarked in history. But we who worked, fought, bled beside them, who saw them die for those they left behind, will render them all justice, honor, and love. To them we give the victory. They were true. Then let us, who begin to enjoy the freedom, happiness, and prosperity they won with their lives, Likewise, be true in memory of them, indeed to ourselves, and in grace to God, 
By no means the least of the pleasant features of this pleasant day was the fact that three couples blushingly presented themselves before the colonel, and confided to him their sudden conclusions in regard to the felicitous of the moment. The happy colonel raced around until he discovered Jim Downs, the minister, and there amid the merry throng he gave the brides away, being the first to kiss them. It was late in the afternoon when the villagers dispersed to their homes and left the colonel to his own circle. With his strong, dark face beaming, he mounted the old porch step. "'Where are my Zane babies?' he asked. "'Ah, here you are. Did anybody ever see anything to beat that? Four wonderful babies. Mother, here's your Daniel, if you'd only named him Eb. Silas? Come for Silas, Jr., bad boy that he is. Isaac? Take your Indian princess, ah, little Maria, with the dusky face. Woe be it to him who looks into those eyes when you come to age. Jack, here's little Jonathan, the last of the bordermen. He too has beautiful eyes like his mother's. Ah, well, I don't believe I have left a wish. Unless? Unless? suggested Betty with a sweet smile. It might be, he said and looked at her. Betty's warm cheek was close to his as she whispered, Dear Eb, the rest only the colonel heard. Well, by all that's glorious, he exclaimed and attempted to seize her. But with burning face, Betty fled. Jack, dear, how the leaves are falling, exclaimed Helen. See them floating and whirling. Reminds me of the day I lay a prisoner in the forest glade praying, waiting for you. The borderman was silent. They passed down the sandy lane under the colored maple trees to a new cottage on the hillside. I am perfectly happy today, continued Helen. Everybody seems to be content, except you. For the first time in weeks I see that shade on your face, that look in your eyes. Jack, you do not regret the new life. My love, no, a thousand times no, he answered, smiling down into her eyes. They were changing, shadowing with thought, bright as in other days, and with an added beauty. The willful spirit had been softened by love. Ah, I know you missed the old friend. The yellow thicket on the slope opened to let out a tall, dark man who came down with lithe and springy stride. Jack, it's Wetzel, said Helen softly. No words were spoken as the comrades gripped hands. "'Let me see the boy,' asked Wetzel, turning to Helen. Little Jonathan blinked up at the grave borderman, with great round eyes, and pulled with friendly chubby fingers at the fringed buckskin coat. "'When you're a man, the forest trails will be cornfields,' muttered Wetzel. The bordermen strolled together up the brown hillside, and wandered along the river bluff. The air was cool. In the west the ruddy light darkened behind bold hills, a blue mist streaming in the valley shaded into gray as twilight fell end of chapter 25 recording by mike vendetti mike vendetti.com end of the last trail by zane gray